Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the Scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. I'm so thankful for you joining us in here and listening today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast as we have had uh, Sarah Day from our North Campus journeying with us. My name is Ethan Callison, and I serve as our North Campus pastor as well as our online pastor here at Fellowship Community Church located in the Roanoke, Salem, Virginia uh, area. So before we hop into uh, Mark chapter uh, 3 here today, Sarah, uh, just I, this is the first time question that I've ever asked this, but I I ask this question because I do know you. Uh, how many of your friendships, as you look at, have lasted over 10 years? And uh, how have those long-term relationships impacted you? Well, Ethan, I'm old. <laughs> so I... No, that was not a question that's saying you're old. <laughs> you basically say you're old, no. <laughs> um, but all jokes aside, I am old, but I also have the gift of having a lot of really incredible friendships that are that are that are longer than 10 years um and when you when I started trying to count with the word how many I was like oh I don't I'm not gonna count I'm just gonna sh- sort of share about a couple of them but um I have a local friend that when I was doing the math it really made me feel old that I've been friends with for over 20 years mm-hmm. um and she actually just went through back to back treatments for ovarian cancer. And when I look back at how our friendship started at literally, I think she was 13 and I was 15. Mm. Um, our friendship started at Disciple Now conferences and we were pranking boys houses and doing ridiculous <laughs> dares. And then now to see like literally over 20 years, a little mm. old, um, and see that just what where our friendship has gone is just I mean now we're talking about cancer and chemo and that's very different than pranking boys houses Mm -hmm. um I also went to JMU um I do bleed purple and gold. Go Dukes. Um, Sorry. I might have vomited a little bit. Oh, I know. Just, yeah. I know. There's no, no rivalry here between LU and JMU. Um, but when I went to JMU, I had grown up in the church, um, but I met a group of girls that became my small group. Um and they really showed me what the re- having a relationship with Jesus was. Um, and so we still, I still am friends with all these girls. And a lot of people know them as the wow girls because we now go on women's only weekends. And, you know, when we came to each other's weddings, it was like, oh, there's the wow girls. There's the, you know, <laughs> like we kind of, all of our families knew them from college and that kind of thing. And so now we're in very different seasons of life, but because they showed me who Jesus, the relationship was, that has carried us over the last 15 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last kind of, I feel like, group of friends, we haven't lived in Roanoke long enough for me to have Roanoke like core friends, but um, we lived in Lynchburg right after graduating from college. And I started teaching in public school. And I grew up with brothers. I don't know what sisters are, um, but the Lord so went ahead of me and prepared two other colleagues that I taught with first grade with um, who love Jesus. And it was hard moving to a new town. 
I, it was really hard being a teacher. Um, and they love Jesus, but also loved me at my highest, my lowest and all the in between. Mm. Um, and so I, it's like, I have sisters now. Um, but again, the common bond there is the relationship with Jesus. Um, and I'm not saying that you can't have friends for a long time without Jesus in the picture. Mm -hmm. I definitely think you can, but I think that knowing Jesus and having friends that know Jesus takes you to a different just level of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and trust. And so, um, the common thread I feel like between all these friendships is the friendships see the test of time Mm -hmm. because you're committed to show up over and over and over again. And you're committed in every season. Mm -hmm. Like when I look back of, okay, I've had friends for 20 plus years and it's like, there are so many different seasons, Mm -hmm. but man, it's, it really is crucial to show up and be there for every single one of them, whether you live three hours away or you're across town. I mean, you still, there's a, it's a phone call away Mm -hmm. and caring and being there really really makes the friendship last. That's powerful. Even when you think of uh, uh, culturally, there's a book that was released a year ago by Barna called The Loneliness Epidemic. Uh, and that stata- stats are showing that we live in the most quote unquote lonely and depressed uh, time ever, uh, but how crucial friendships are, which also tie in uh, very well with today's text yeah, here. in I didn't Mark plan chapter. that at all. <laughs> no, we didn't. The Holy Spirit just does incredible things <laughs> like that. I love it. So in uh, Mark chapter three, uh, what was the verse that the Holy Spirit revealed to you that you highlighted? Uh, yeah, you highlighted and wrote down. Um, so there's a whole section that is kind of goes with the verse that I highlighted, which I'll explain in a second. But the verse that I highlighted was Mark three thirty three. Who are my mother and my brothers? He, that's Jesus, asked. And then I continued into kind of verse 35. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. So explain what's happening in this text here a little bit. So starting in verse 31, Mark is telling about um, a time when Jesus was out preaching and Jesus's mother and um, his brothers came looking for him. Um, His own family... I would say was struggling to like un- to really understand. They knew that he was he was the Messiah, mm-hmm. but you know they thought he was going to be the Messiah in one specific area. But here he is all over the place. And so, I I kind of read this as Jesus's mother and brothers were coming to. Hey, you're on some crazy pills right now. <laughs> Let me get you and take you on back to Nazareth. Mm. And they showed up and Jesus in verse 33 basically said, oh, who are my mothers and my brothers? Which we could take as an insult to our genetic family, but I don't mm. think that's what the mark Mm-mm. is ma- meaning at all. Um Jesus instead emphasized um, that his family were those people that did the will of God in verse 35. And he loved his earthly family, but he was also emphasizing the connection of the kingdom family over just genetics. Mm, that's good. Because uh, I know that as a pastor, even my family has struggled with me moving away from home and there's just that tension and uh, there's a lot there. And even um, in America, it's like, I think sometimes our generation, I'm going to put myself in, we are the same generation, uh, and obviously the same quote-unquote cut from the same cloth when it comes to how our parents raised us uh, was this high view of high respect for parents. Um, And there's like, yeah, that is a biblical thing. However, we see Mm -hmm. that we're to leave and cleave our parents and start our family anew. But anyway, as Mm -hmm. Jesus is doing this, I, I think... 
I love in verse 34, it says, like, here are my mother and brother. Mm-hmm. And I can only envision Jesus as the these as his biological mom and brothers. And the text says it could be sisters as well are there. That he, like, almost opens his arm and, like, points at his disciples that could have been hundreds at this point and said, like, these people. Right. These right. are my mothers. Right. My well, brother. even in, like... I mean, at church, it's like even standing, you know, among people and when you're worshiping and it's like, hey, this is pretty cool. Like these, this is my spiritual family. It's like we don't seldomly, I don't very rarely do I worship with my own family Mm -hmm. because they're spread all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like, it's a, it's a cool thing to see the glimpse of heaven in a sense that it's like, oh, but even though your family's far away, Mm -hmm. you still have, you know, a spiritual family, you know, that the Lord is going to. Yeah, it's, it's going to surround you with. Yeah, so that opens us up into a little bit of next. What's uh, what's some of the application uh, principles that followers of Jesus can put into practice? Yeah, so I think um, we don't do this next little application enough. Um, but I think one thing that I think we could do more of is 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 say thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, that all of us can at some point think of somebody who is a spiritual mother or a spiritual father or a brother or a sister that's been a part of our lives. Um, and I think we just live in such a go, go, go mentality. Um, and I feel like when you, after you attended a funeral or a celebration Mm -hmm. of life, we're more apt to like, Oh, let me go tell these people how much they mean to me. And it's like, you know, you never know when a simple text to somebody who has impacted your spiritual life in the timing of it. And if you're faithful with the Lord brings them up to your mind, it's like, mm-hmm. let me text such and such and say, Hey, I really, really appreciate it. I know I don't talk to you every day. However, you really impacted my life in this way. And so I think, um, just taking two minutes today to say, okay, who has the Lord put in my life that has blessed me? And let me tell them mm-hmm. because it, you, you know, it's that whole thought of, oh, let me tell them how much of a blessing. And in turn, you're going to receive also the blessing mm-hmm. of that, you know, that it was. And I think also an application is to think of who are you? If somebody has poured into you, who am I now pouring into? Um, who can I be discipling? And I think we often hesitate to do that because we think we have to have it all together. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's better to not be all together because then we're more transparent of, oh, wait, you don't have it together? Oh, I don't have it together either. And I think that's one thing in motherhood that is becoming more of a talk about thing is we think, oh, because we've got to have our kids disciplined and they've got to respond with mannerly like things. And it's like, oh, wait, actually, your kitchen looks like that. Mine too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's becoming more accepted. But I think it's because we're meeting ourselves where we are versus mm-hmm. feeling like we have to achieve something before discipling somebody. That's good. Good points there. Uh, you never know where the Holy Spirit is, has somebody because he's giving you an inclination to reach out to so-and-so. Right. The Holy, it's not you doing the work. It's Correct. the Holy Spirit working through. And he's wanting you, as we looked at a couple days ago, is obey, obey, obey. So uh, what was the response that the Holy Spirit called you directly to? Um, yeah, speaking of the Holy Spirit, I feel like the, the Lord really had me be more prayerful about who, um, how the Lord was going to use the family of God to build up and encourage my own children. Um, and it's something that actually we just recently did a couple Sundays ago, um, is we had some extra cookie mix that was a little springy that I felt like I needed to use up if I'm being (laughs) transparent. And I said to the girls, I said, Hey, let's make a list of who do you feel like has helped you learn more about Jesus? Mm. So we made our list and we made the cookies and then we took them with us to church and to Bible study. 
And the girls were so excited to say, happy Easter. And thank you for being, you know, a leader and teaching me about Jesus. And the people on the receiving end were so shocked because we just, we don't do it enough. Like we Mm -hmm. wait for teacher appreciation week. We wait for um, pastor appreciation month. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, actually we can do it every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, and just being more prayerful about those leaders that are to come. Like I have small children right now, so it's easy for me to think about how hard these middle school years are going to be. But it's Mm -hmm. like, you may have a high schooler that's getting ready to leave for college. And it's like, oh gosh, I'm sending them into the big world of college. And it's like, we can always be praying for the next season and who the Lord's going to provide to meet the needs Mm -hmm. of, of that season. Love it. Love it, Sarah. Well, thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. 